Hi there, welcome back to the show, Old Millennials Remember Movies. I'm Angela Yoshiko. Hi, I'm Tyler. And today we're here to talk about a fantastic favorite of Tyler's <laughs> from 1992. Oh, it's a favorite, all right. Called Three Ninjas. Yeah. But before we jump into that, let's start the show off with what you've seen recently. So, Tyler Wilson, what have you seen recently? Well, I think we did see something we didn't, although we did not see it together, we did see something, the same thing. We saw The Incredibles 2. You took one of our children. The Incredibles 2, in case you couldn't hear that, because he's a little mumbly sometimes. You're mumbly. Yeah. So we You went... took a kid, mm -hmm. I took a kid, and uh, yeah. What did you think about The Incredibles 2? I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Took a lot of bathroom breaks. One for myself. <laughs> yeah. One for... Marion, one for her friend, so I missed pretty much the whole ending of the movie. Well, I mean, it doesn't help that I don't. it was like about 20 minutes of trailers, and then it was oh, a 10 minute short. so long. So, I mean, it was a mm -hmm. good 30 minutes past the start time, plus it was very busy, so you had to get there early, so there was a lot of time in there before the movie even started, so I don't know about you, but it was a long wait to watch The Incredibles 2, more than just the 14 years in between, it was literally a long wait in the theater. And... I love Pixar shorts, mm -hmm. but I don't know if they're like, if it's, they're great for the audience. Yeah, well, it depends. I mean, it really does depend. Some of them work better than others when combined with the movie. Others don't. I think this one, get, in addition, it, I think it was a little bit longer, plus I think just given the tone of Incredibles 2, Plus the lengthy wait, it just maybe didn't seem like the right thing to put in front of it. But in question for you, mm -hmm. in theaters, is it just at AMC or is it across all theaters where they play the clip of the actors beforehand saying I don't like know. thanks for coming? So if it's not in other theaters and you didn't see that at the beginning before the movie, before the short, Sam Jackson and Craig T. Nelson. Craig Helen T. Nelson Hunter. and Helen Hunter all you know, there's little clips of them recording, and then they're like, we know it's been 14 years. Thanks for your patience. You know, la, la, la. Here's the show. So you're finally ready. They're telling you, here it is. And I was like, ah, oh, just kidding. Here's a, here's a short. I don't and want them telling. Don't, don't do that anyway. I don't, don't, I don't do want that, that anyway. anyway. I remember that happening maybe last year in front of, like, X-Men Apocalypse, where they're like, oh, thanks for coming to the movie, and blah, blah, blah. We're so proud of it, or whatever. And then, I mean, it was X-Men Apocalypse, which was a terrible movie. But... It pulls you away from, like, the act. You're like, oh, this actor's a person, not the character they are, which yeah. takes away from the magic of movies, I feel like. So, you know, I think it is another good Pixar sequel. It is not uh, great, like the original Incredibles. Um, it has some... It, the movie was initially slated to come out next year, and then they the Pixar swapped the release date. So Toy Story 4 was supposed to come out this year and this one. So they kind of moved up production on this one. And so, in my opinion, it feels like some things that probably could have used a little bit more time. Not, not the animation. Animation looks gorgeous. It's amazing looking. Um, it just feels like there's some, un, there's some loose story threads that seem like they're touched on, but they're not quite fully realized. Mostly to do with the villain. Uh, mostly to do with kind of some of those underlying ideas which i think is they're interesting there's interesting ideas in the movie i just um yeah it, it just it, it's very good it's very entertaining i don't know if it's uh, it's not great like the incredibles but yeah i would say it doesn't have what i love about pixar is when it kind of pulls on the emotional heartstrings yeah and i don't, I don't know think if... it did a it, did, it don't think it 
it shows not to go there in this movie. Yeah, I mean, The Incredibles 1 is not necessarily a hugely emotional movie either, so it doesn't, yeah. it, it would be weird for it to change too much, but um, the character work in the first one is just a, is stronger, therefore I think you can take more out of it yourself. Now, on, now, now saying that, I, I think that there's some really fun things about uh, how it depicts parenthood. And how it kind of, there's a whole subplot involving uh, the dad taking care of baby Jack-Jack, who has gotten multiple powers. And um, I was worried when I saw the trailers for this, because as a stay-at-home parent, I thought, like, oh no, are we going to be doing, like, this, like, the dad's bad at being a parent at home. And I think on the surface it looks like that a little bit, but the movie actually does take pretty good care in not making it, like, a masculine versus feminine thing. It doesn't really matter that Elastigirl is the one on the adventure and he's the one at home. It's not, they don't gender. It's not about the gender so much as like the experience of being a working parent and the experience of being an at home parent. And so I like that aspect of it. I like that Jack Jack's powers are kind of representative of uh, just parenting like a dangerous toddler in general. Like we have a a, a current one year old and uh, while he does not shoot lasers and multiply, he does, not sleep, and he manages to find himself in places that you're surprised by. And, and he uh, wants to eat garbage, and not food. he wants food. to eat garbage and choke on things. And so, you know, I think that there's an interesting uh, thread there. and it, There's a universality to it that I, is very good. And on top of it, I think there's some great action sequences in it, too. So um, I am curious to know about this. I'm kind of putting you on the spot. But I uh, just recently, you know, I think we talked about a little bit about John Lasseter leaving at the end of the year because of... Um, Mm, I think they're what they're calling those like unwanted touch, unwanted hugs with this female staff over the years. I just recently saw another thing about like another animator or, or a designer there who was there at Pixar for five years, left because she was so unhappy with the kind of male atmosphere of Pixar. And now in the in the announcement of Lasseter leaving, there's going to be you know a man and a woman that are leading it, and and so. I'm I'm curious. What my, my question is is does that is the idea that Pixar who made, you know, they made a string of amazing movies. Uh, is that Does that trouble you, that you, you hear about these things after the fact, that, like, maybe some of these movies that are considered classics were made under the pretenses that men controlled it, or, or are you just kind of used to that being a woman in the workplace? Newsflash, this is not unique to Pixar or Hollywood right. or any industry. This is a, an American culture that is not surprising, and I don't think that... Yeah, I think yeah. that what's what's good about uh, moving forward, and maybe maybe the output of the movies themselves have been not like necessarily the string of classics like The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, but what we've had recently is uh, The Incredibles two, which kind of gives more uh, role to Elastigirl. Uh, Finding Dory made more of the focus on the Dory character. Cars three kind of moves away from that really male centric plot line and, and get, provides a character in Cruz Ramirez that's different in a female voice and then inside out of course is set in the mind of a, a young girl and the the two main voices are joy and sadness so and that and that's that's by the way like the classic of the new bunch right you know that's the, the best one so it does at least feel like there is more representation some female perspective seeping into these movies which is good i would think is that your thought too or or you don't know I think there's some more female perspective seeping into these movies. I think it's sad that we're not to a point where we can't just have a story 
with a girl or a female without making it a story about this is a story with a girl or a female. So even in Incredibles 2, it's like there's this scene, and I think they did a good job with it, where, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Incredible is struggling and he's kind of he's trying to be positive and complimentary to his wife, but he's kind of like struggling with the like desire to want to be in the limelight and mm-hmm. that it is, you know, so there's this awkward scene and at the end of it she says something like, whew, that was kind of painful like, to watch. Or, yeah, or that was excruciating. Yeah. Um, and I f- and what was the other movie you said? D- uh, not Dory. Uh, Inside Out. The other one. Um, <laughs> what did I say? Cars 3. Cars 3, that one's very much like a girls can yeah, be, but, girls can do it too, which is good. I, I would have say that they trend. don't act, if you go back and watch it though, I don't think that it necessarily says it like, they're not talking her as being a girl. I think it's They evident. are totally talking about as she's a girl. Are you... She's not a race car. There are no other <laughs> girl race cars out right. there. No, I know that, but it, I, I, I'm i saying that they are obviously making that parallel. And that movie is made by, like, John Lasseter, by the way, so maybe there's a problem there. But, um, no, like, it, it's... Um, it feels like w- this is what Pixar's doing. Let's pat ourselves on the back. We made well, a, a story bit, yeah. with a girl in it. Good for us. I mean, I appreciated that, at least. How about you just tell a story that it doesn't matter if it's a girl or a boy? But... And I would agree with that, and that's why I oh, think... Oh, let's have Inside Out where she's a girl, but she plays hockey, and... I just, just... Well, they can play hockey. What's wrong with playing I hockey? I know, but it's like, girl? let's make sure that this girl is, you know, relatable to boys. Well, and the fact that, like, a couple of the voices inside her head are male voices, but... Yeah, <laughs> that's fine, because we all have, like, female and male aspects to our... Well, I would say that, like, with Cars 3, not to, like, over-defend Cars 3, but... It is a movie where, at the end of it, we have a young son who doesn't really care that Cruz Ramirez is a girl so much as Cruz Ramirez is a cool race car who won the race. And I like that aspect of it. It's not it's not, oh, not making a big deal about it. I mean, yes, it is patting itself on the back. Yes, it is about a girl being in a race. But at the same time, it's not being overt about it, which I appreciate to the kids. Our, our, I'm just saying, our son doesn't know. Our son doesn't pick up on anything in any movie. But there's there are differences <laughs> versus that versus, a, you know, previous examples of this where they would make a point of saying, like, that car is a girl. Girl car. Pretty certain they, like, went 80% there. I don't know if they do. But it's who remembers Cars 3 all that well? But I'm just saying that, like, it's an attempt. So, yeah, sure, Incredibles 2 focuses on the mom. Woo, again, let's pat ourselves on the back. I would say it's more, the fact that they focus on Elastigirl is is smart only because I think she's a cooler character visually. Like, I think she's just, like, of the group, she's the most dynamic to be the lead of. And that, I mean, the whole basis of all the best action scenes in The Incredibles 2 are based around her powers. And so mm-hmm. I like that aspect of it. And I it doesn't really matter to me that it's the mom so much as, like, she's the one with the coolest powers. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I am one of Pixar's biggest fans, and I love all the stories, and yeah. they are really, really talented at storytelling. It's just, it'll be interesting to see what happens now that there's, after, this is the first time in the in the company's history that someone else is going to be basically leading it. Um, and that's going to be interesting to see what happens there, because there was, there. I mean, this has been, there's been numerous stories of this going through. When Toy Story 4 was announced, it was going to be... Uh, Rashida Jones and her writing partner working on that script, and they left the project and were pretty vocal about the reason why they felt that the dynamic inside the studio was not conducive to whatever they were trying to convey in the story, and like, gender-wise, and so that was one of the reasons. 
And that, that was only a couple of years ago. So, yeah. um, like, wake up call, the dynamic in every big company yeah. is male driven. Yeah. So it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see. Now, I don't really know much about the slate beyond Toy Story 4. So I, who knows what the next chapter will be. But, um, yeah. So we both liked Incredibles 2. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. I did like it. Yeah. I, I think it's the most entertaining superhero movie I've seen in a while. And that includes, like, Avengers Whoa. and Deadpool. Which Whoa. Were, I didn't really love either, so yeah, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed it more. Is it great? It's maybe not great, but it's pretty good. Okay. Um, let's see. Anything else did you see? No. Nope. I'm still watching Handmaid's Tale. That's pretty much my other my TV show. Oh, we have been what we finished up Bob's Burgers TV. I know we don't really talk about TV, but it is what we watch. It is. So watching Bob's Burgers. Right. Oh man. Oh, we went back to watch season one, we just and we're watched on episode, episode like yeah. four or five or something. Something to do. And it is not appropriate for children, but we definitely let our children watch it they, with us. To the point where our kids like the show. Like, let's watch Bob's the Burgers. And I was yes. like, Elliot but loves to call Bob's the Burger. I feel like maybe the the earlier seasons maybe are a little bit more inappropriate. I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem like there was, like, there was, I don't know, it might have just been a bad episode where we were just getting, it, it was nailed on several things. We're just like, oh, bad word. Oh, suggestive theme. Oh, we have to explain that later. <laughs> Like, you know, it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't the best choice. It's but a really I, good show, though. You know, at the same time, I also like put the soundtrack on in the car and they know like the fart songs. It's bad. Yes. It's, we're not good parents. We're not great parents. Yeah. This is true based on certain standards. But um, I really like the storytelling and if the anybody, jokes. If anybody listened to this podcast, we would get letters. Why? I have co workers who let their kids also watch Bob's Burgers. Okay. I think there are a lot of awesome people out there who like that show and who also have children. Well, speaking on that front, another movie that I saw was uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, which was about uh, the document about Fred Rogers and speaking about like <laughs> creating television that's supposed to be meaningful and impactful and important to children. Fred Rogers would probably say not to show your kids Bob's Burgers. I'm just guessing. But, um, you know, at the same time, Bob's Burgers uh, does have some strong family values in it, actually. I bet we could have a Bob's Burgers podcast because I bet, yeah, you break oh. down there's relationship, sibling stuff, parent stuff, achieving your dreams, dealing with shitty kids at school, you know, going yeah. through puberty. Lots of lots of stuff in there that's probably packed with more than you, th- you think. There's probably a... A few Bob's Burgers comment or podcasts out there just because it's it's a popular show. People like it. I it's know a great like it. show. So tell me more about the Fred Rogers uh, documentary. Well, um, so I was a ch- child who grew up with uh, Mr. You Rogers. You were a child. I was a child. At one point in your life. Yes. And uh, that's basically the whole premise of the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I for I don't have any specific memories of watching Mr. Rogers' Neighbor. I just know that it was always something that I found as a kid to be comforting and relaxing and important and valuable and... Uh, um, yeah, so I was a pretty big mark for this movie when I saw the trailer for it. A pretty big mark. Yeah, when I saw the trailer for it, I was, like, already, like, holding back tears, just, like, with the things that they were showing that he did and some of these moments of, I would say, just humanity in the show in his show when he would talk to kids about serious issues or... or yeah, it was just something that, um, for whatever reason... And I'm, not, I'm clearly not alone. Obviously, he has had a, a lasting impact, but... There's something about his voice or something about it, what he says that has always, like, pierced me <laughs> in a way that 
other things don't. And I'm a, I'm a pretty cold soul. <laughs> but I'm rolling my eyes. No, he's not. He's like the biggest gooey softie. Yeah, he's well, a stay-at-home dad for a freaking reason. Yeah, I mean, cold so soul. it's just, um, you know, to watch it, um, you know, I will say that I saw it in a period of uh, particular personal distress uh, distress personal just because distress of, well what's going on in your personal life not personal distress but just you know the outside world can be a uh, a scary and depressing place sometimes when you pay you mean attention our country to it. is going to shit right yeah. now well yeah so um you know <laughs> you just you kind of you lose sight a little bit of of what goodness looks like and what the right message is supposed to be and here's a movie that gives you that and here's a movie that's really interesting it gives you uh footage you haven't seen before it gives you a really great overview of this man and this idea of how to kind of talk to children and to to help them be soothed with the world. And I think in turn, if you're able to do that with kids, you're able to do that with adults because at the end of the day, we're not much different, really. We all have these same feelings and same anxieties about the things that go on. Um, I just found it incredibly moving. I was probably crying the entire film. And I sat in the movie theater by myself. I chose a seat in the corner so no one would see me. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's an amazing movie. It's probably my, it's my favorite movie I've seen all year so far. I'm, I, I can't imagine another movie coming around where I would be like having such an emotional response to it. But, um, yeah, I would recommend anyone see it. Anyone who is maybe not even well versed or doesn't like him or even people who have um, always if thought. If there are old millennials l- listening to this right. podcast, they know who Fred Rogers is yeah. and they love Mr. Rogers. But the thing is, is like, and, and, and the, the documentary does touch on this, I think is, is funny because they, I think that there was this, um, you know, this push as popular, things get become popular. There's the, you know, there's the parody aspect of it. There's like, oh, Mr. Rogers was a creep. Or, you know, there's these, you know, they're trying to come up with some narrative about him being like, nah, the person he was. Or he was a foul-mouthed jerk or whatever, right? Or, you know, he was, there's even this like, prevail, like they talk about in the movie about him being like possibly gay. And how that was like offensive to some people because they were making assumptions about him. And, uh, you know, I think that the movie actually does a pretty good job of, of kind of giving you, you know, talking about those issues, talking about, um, you know, tying back into The Incredibles a little bit about, um, you know, providing this idea that maybe all kids are special. And that's a kind of an idea that is tinkered with in the first Incredibles movie. I think it's been overblown in terms of, like, the, the Iron Rand guys, like, taking control of it and talking about how, like, only people who are special should be special, not everybody. But, uh, you know, it talks about that. It talks about, you know, the Mr. Rogers mentality, and I think it makes a good counter-argument to all of those um, perceived negativities about him or his impact. And, uh, yeah, I just would, I would encourage anyone to see it. I think it's a great documentary. It's made by the director who made 20 Feet from Stardom, who, which won an Oscar. Yeah, see it. You don't have to be a Fred Rogers uh, maniac to like it. So there you have it from Old Millennials Remember Movies. We recommend... Incredibles 2. Yeah. Continue watching Bob's Burgers. Go back and watch the old episodes with your children because nah, it's fun. Maybe not. Fred Rogers would say no. <laughs> Fred Rogers would say no. And then definitely go see. What's the. Won't doc- You Be My Neighbor? Won't You Be My Neighbor? If yeah. it's still in theaters. If not, rent it. Sounds like a good one once it finally comes out. Yes. I will not be seeing it in theaters probably. Probably so not. So looking forward to when it comes out. Yeah. Well, Any, anything else before we jump into... I mean, I could talk about some other stuff, but... Uh, no, it's alright, we don't have to. What other stuff? I saw uh, Hereditary, which was a... Um, uh, let's move on. You I don't want to talk about, about some horror show, whatever. Well, it's horror a... Horror movie. I mean, I'll just... It, it's a You weird... have ten seconds. Go. <laughs> well, it was a movie that was very well regarded by critics. It was a high rating. 
very scary. They would, I mean, it was going out like Blair Witch was when it was like, this is the scariest thing that's ever come out, blah, 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 blah. And then the movie came out and the audience scores were very low. So it's kind of an interesting contrast. This happened with the movie The Witch we saw a couple of years ago. Mm. Same studio. I didn't really out. like that movie. Uh, same with It Comes at Night, which I think is a little bit of a different example. I don't remember that. that was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit of a different example. This is more of an overt horror movie. It, it is interesting. It takes about an hour to really get to like the supernatural stuff. I liked, you're making me go fast, I liked the drama aspect of it. I think Toni Collette uh, should yeah, like her. get awards consideration at the end of the year. She's that good in the movie. She has to do a ton of things. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. She's is really it, good. Is it still in theaters? It's still in theaters. It will be, and then, you know, the second half, it's creepy. It's, I think it's, I think it's effective in its, the way it's doing its scares. I personally find it deeply disturbing and I can see why other people would not like the ending because it gets into some weird territory. But, um, but yeah, I would say if you're going to go into it and maybe know that it's going to get weird, but maybe just try to appreciate the filmmaking on display because I think it's a really strong piece of like just technical work in terms of its scares. And so maybe when it gets bizarre, uh, try to keep that in mind. Okay. So Hereditary is good. Okay. Anything else you want to add, Tyler? No, that's fine. That's good. That's good. You also saw Lost World, but we'll be covering that in the next episode. It's not called The Lost World, but yeah. Why would you even mention it? We'll talk about it next time. Talk about it next time. (laughs) Okay. That was a great kickoff. You're seeing a lot more than I'm seeing, as usual. You've been watching shows. I Not really. All right. One show. Okay. Well, I haven't even watched that show, so there you go. Same same amount of hours, probably. So, Tyler insisted on this being the next choice. Three ninjas. I did not support watching this. He's forced me to watch it before... So I wasn't real excited to Did watch I it know? again. Have I forced you? Because our DVD copy was sealed. There's no other way that I would have seen this movie because I didn't see it growing up. And there's no other way. And I remember watching it with you. The DVD was sealed. That's all okay. I'm saying. Yeah, which means you just bought it after we watched it. But it was why probably I, on Netflix or something. But why would I watch it? Why would I watch it without buying it? Because it's obviously a classic. Okay, so we're <laughs> talking about Three Ninjas. Came out in 1992. Rated PG. Clocks in at an hour and 24 minutes. That's a cool running time. Came out in time. August of 1992. August um, The director is John Turtletob. He made other movies, by the way. He did make National other Treasure movies. And uh, the, a lot of Nick Cage movies. The National Treasure, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Cool Runnings. Didn't he make Cool Runnings? John Tol- Turtletob? I think he did. You're going to look it up, but I'm pretty I'm confident. I'm pretty certain, yeah, we talked. I think you're right. I was going to look up how much money it made. Where do I go to do that? What's your favorite place? <laughs> Box Office Mojo. Oh, yeah. Let's give them a free plug, apparently. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and then I'm looking for Three Ninjas. Okay, so friends, Three Ninjas. There's so many Three Ninjas movies. There's, there's four. four. Yeah. So the one we're talking about that came out in the August one. and the 92. The, uh, mm-hmm, the opening. Wow, that's pretty good. What was that? The opening weekend, or opening, is that just the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. Sorry, friends. Um, was $5.8 million. $5.8 for the weekend? Yeah. For That's 92 pretty money? good Not for bad. crappy yeah. three ninjas. Um, <laughs> lifetime. They made four sequels. They made three sequels. Obviously, they made uh, some money. Ugh, so bad. So uh, Lifetime, what's your guess for Lifetime Gross? Well, is it not adjusted for inflation? You tell me. No, I don't it's not. Know. It's like thirty million dollars, probably. Probably made thirty million total. Domestic, but yeah. On a budget, it's of... it's like you looked it up beforehand. No, but on a budget of probably like what five million, it was a hit just because it was not. It doesn't. It didn't cost that much money to make, and it's very obviously like 
it, it was cashing in on, and we, we'll talk about it, but the box cover of the v, the VHS, I remember, and the DVD has the quote uh, by somebody that says, like, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meets Home Alone. And really, that's the best way to describe the yeah, movie. It's a pretty accurate Because it's giving you all those aspects. But it's also cashing in on a... Wayne's World, there's there's some things going... I mean, this is obviously it's just a... It's a very early 90s movie. Oh, for sure. So you never saw it as a kid, huh? I, no. I find that baffling. I do, too, because I saw Ninja Turtles. Sure. I saw Home Alone. Sure. Saw Home Alone 2. Mm-hmm. Saw Ninja Turtles 2. Saw Ninja Turtles 3. Yeah. My brother would have been right the perfect age when yeah. this came out. Got, so we've gotten dragged to go, probably. Yeah. I don't have a specific memory of seeing it in the theater. I know I did see it in the theater, and I know that we had the VHS because, um, yeah, as a, a kid of that age, it was obviously right up my alley. Uh, Ninja Turtles, Home Alone. I mean, we're talking about like classics in the mind of a kid, right? So I'm going to go and run through the director's list for you. Cool Runnings. Cool running. That was the one after that, right? Yeah, 93. Yeah. While You Were Sleeping. Okay. Some other ones. Sandy Bullock. Um, National Treasure. Yeah. In 2004. You made the sequel, too, I assume? Mm. Book of Shit. Not Book of Shit. <laughs> National Treasure, Book of Sorrow. No. no. Book oh, of, yeah, Book of Secrets. Book of Secrets. <laughs> uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's another Nick Cage movie. And then he's kind of dropped off now, uh, huh? Oh, he did one episode. There was a Rush Hour TV series. It was on just like this last year. It said Pilot 2016. Oh. Um, and then the movie Stay. I never saw from that. From 2018. Oh, yeah. No, so it's say. new. No, so he's working. Maybe not in the the huge level of... Uh, well, this... And then this, the Three Ninjas movies get kind of convoluted in their production and qu- diminishing quality. Uh, the the third sequel was like, which is Knuckle Up. Three Ninjas Knuckle Up was technically the one that was shot second. It was shot after, and all the three kids that were in the first one were in the third one. They, but for some reason, which I could not find online, why it got held for a few years, but it did. They ended up shooting another sequel, Three Ninjas Strike Back, where Colt, the middle kid, came back, but there was two new kids. And then in the fourth one, none of the kids return. It's all new kids, probably because the kids aged out of the roles. But they added Hulk Hogan, so, you know, there's that. Um, yeah, no, it was a movie... Look, okay. Can I read one of the descriptions? Yeah. A short one or a long one? There's a few listed here. Just read one, I don't know. Okay. We'll go through the, We're going to dive okay. into this a little bit more. But. From Anthony Pereira. Okay. Each year, three brothers, Samuel, Jeffrey, and Michael Douglas, visit their grandfather, Mori Tanaka, for the summer. Build his grandpa. Mori <laughs> is highly skilled in ninjutsu, and for years he has trained the boys in his techniques. Mm-hmm. After an organized crime ring proves to be too much for the FBI, <laughs> it's time for the three ninja brothers. Mm-hmm. Using their martial artistry, they team up to battle the crime ring and outwit some very persistent kidnappers. Yep. Oh, I persist- think that's a very great description. It's really, really concise to the point. It is I like very it. short. Uh-huh. There's one that goes into more detail. No, that's fine. We're gonna. I think we'll, that's a great one. We gotta unpack this a little bit because okay, let me. We're gonna. I'm gonna be talking about this movie in superlatives, but while I'm doing that, I want uh, the people to know that I'm aware <laughs> that this movie is not. Good. <laughs> Are you? Because you forced me to watch it against my will. I'm a, I'm aware it's not good. All right? It's not good? I would argue it's better than the sequels. <laughs> so, I mean, 
Take make at least I didn't make you watch one of those. So here's what happened on the rewatch. Yeah. We watch these movies after our kids go to bed. So you know we're watching them in nine ten. Eighty four minute nine. movie. It's an only an eighty four minute movie. I How don't many know. Nights? Oh, Three? it took us two nights. But two after nights. the first night, I feel like I could only get like twenty minutes in. I was like, holy shit. Turn it off. I'm so tired. <laughs> we got this to the clean. So bad. We got through Act One though. We did. We, we got, got there's three, like thirty forty. I think there's three very clean, very clear uh, acts in this movie. Which I so think this is painful for me. So I'm not gonna have much commentary because all I could think was like, oh my god, turn it off. But you have to appreciate like the level of like just silliness going on here and so what just, and how it was made. Okay, but to jump to the end, if you didn't watch this movie growing up. Go ahead and have a, just a good old pass on this one. No need to go back and watch it. If you did watch it growing up and you love it, go for it. It's hilarious. Maybe have a drink before you watch it. I, I told you you should have had a drink. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, okay, if we're going to do that, I would say if you did not watch it as a kid, well, you know, yeah, I probably don't think you're going to find as much enjoyment out of it as, uh, say, someone who can look back at their younger selves and be like, whoa, I thought this movie was awesome. Yes. <laughs> Because, I mean, it's very, very... It's not it's not trying to be anything more than, than passable children's entertainment. Yeah. And passable is the key word there. I they are doing as little as possible. This is like a direct-to-TV movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, sure. No, I think that's probably accurate. Yeah. Um, but there's so many wonderful, amazingly awful things about it that are... Uh, and I would... Okay. And also, if you're a fan of just, like... Going back and watching movies that are very 1990s and that are very bad, yeah, I think with with some uh, alcohol it would be very fun if you're in the right mindset. Very fun. Maybe warm yourself up with a little Save by the Bell. Yeah, that you know what? That's the exact connection. That's perfect. I think that that show and what Three Ninjas is doing is very similar. Very similar. They're a little bit younger kids. <laughs> younger kids, but we're talking about the same level of quality of writing and characterization, yeah. I would say. I think we're right online. And I think you can tell that from the beginning, which is just like, it initially tells you that premise, basically, of going to their grandfather's place, and it starts with voiceover narration featuring all three kids. All three. And they like, oh, oh, me and my brothers. And then another one will pipe in and be like, my brothers and I. My brothers and I. So, oh you my know, God, you're just, so you're in on it right there. And then they show a lot of, um, you know, them training. And the other thing to know about this movie is um, the use of the word. I should have counted. I, I'm, I'm really disappointed oh. that we didn't actually do a count uh-huh. of the number of ayahs in I'm gonna, the movie. I'm going to Google it, see if someone else has. Because that would be amazing. Because... Every time one of the kids uh, strikes uh, either a dummy or a thing or a person, they say Aya. Or right before they jump out, they say Aya. And then also the the bad ninjas, the ninjas who are supposedly real ninjas, are also yelling Aya, Aya, when they are attacking. How do you think you spell Aya? I would say it's A-Y-E space I, like I caramba, and then Ya, Y-A. That's how I would do it. Say that again. A-Y-A-Y-E. Sorry, what did I, I might have said A-Y-A. A-Y-E, mm-hmm. space, yeah. How do you spell yeah? Y-A. I, uh, okay. That's, I mean, right. So they just, they say it uh, a lot. Every time they, they strike. And so, I mean, to the point where they will even, in the movie, sneak up. Oh, there's a YouTube video? Oh, great. Yeah. Of every Aya from Three Ninjas. Because. Can I play it? Yeah, you should. And because they even, I want to just preface this by saying that even when they've got the jump on a bad guy, like they're coming out of the shadows to surprise them, before striking them, they will yell out Aya, thus like removing the element of surprise before they strike. 
They do it every time. Okay, I'm going to play it. Hopefully it If works. it's terrible, we'll just edit it just out. Just cut it out. How long is it? Oh, you're going to find out, I don't think sir. we need to play the whole thing, because there's a lot of them. Some good music. That's all in the beginning. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Listen to that music, too. <laughs> yeah. Still in the beginning. We're only in the beginning, aren't we? Mm -hmm. I don't think we can play the whole thing. It's a, it, we have to move even play the whole thing. Well, that's a different scene. <laughs> Still in the beginning. Act one, baby. So we're in like what, minute 15 of the movie? We're still in like what? First oh half my hour? God, there's so many of these. <laughs> Do you hear the bling boing? We'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. We gotta unpack it slowly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Alright, you, you gotta turn it off. There's no way we can yeah. get through the whole movie. Um, How long is that video? That we were, we stopped it right there at a minute eighteen. It is three minutes and yeah. six seconds. Yeah. If you'd like to hear the rest of it, you can find that video on good old YouTube. Sure. Under every Aya from Three Ninjas. They'll probably interrupt guess, it with a what is your guess on the number of views that, that video has as of today? Number of views? Views. Views. That's a million. No. <laughs> well not even close. Fifty. What an accurate guess would be would be like Eight, but surprisingly, <laughs> it's thirty-one thousand. Well, that's, see, that's a good number. That's a, that's impressive. That's I, a, I would. I mean, I feel better if it was a million. To be honest with you, I might try to pump that number up myself personally later. I think that would be a great effort if we can get that. Let's get that up. I want yeah. that person to that that person's doing God's work. So <laughs> what we that's need them so much editing. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, they oh need my to gosh, get, we need to celebrate that person and get that. Unless, ooh, unless they're like a like a racist. But well, um, we have twenty-four subscribers. Well, who knows? Well, if you're a racist, you probably got more subscribers than that, let's be honest. Um, but anyway. <laughs> no, but good job, that person, getting all those eyes Yeah, it takes a lot of no, editing. It, well, not really. All you have to do is basically take out 10 minutes of this movie's dialogue, and you'd have all the ayahs. No. This person's only uploaded two videos. What's the other one? Isn't the, all the ayahs in the sequels? Nope. <laughs> it's, um... Oh, it's gonna be some racist thing. Oh, it might be. I'm not gonna say uh, what it is. I'm not gonna say what... Midnight by Roosevelt Radio. That's not even... I don't want to dig into it. Yeah, they're wearing some clothes. Nope. I don't know. Uh, what? That one only has 5,000 views, nope. but both are from seven years ago. Nope. <laughs> okay, so back to where we were talking about how they say I am. So there's a lot. Um, but here's another thing. Like, right in the beginning, there's a montage of them training, right? The three kids. And it's, what, Samuel, uh, uh, Jeffrey, and I don't remember the other kid's name. The little kid. Michael. Michael. Douglas. And um, But right away, there's the kid... The youngest kid is flinging around some size and having Twizzlers in his mouth. And, you know, as a fan of Ninja Turtles and a fan of being of Raphael, being my favorite turtle, to see size live action in a movie, uh, you know, I'm on board. Especially when the kid's got Twizzlers. I mean, we're having fun. We're having candy. We're having ninja fights. It, it's good, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about. Um, but then the other thing that's, like, funny about the beginning and the entire movie is that the grandpa, uh, who's the actor's name? It's uh, he, he appeared in all of them. Uh-huh, Victor Wong. Victor Wong. Um, and he's, he's lots of other things, too. Um, 
He's not. Was he? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he like pops him? up. Yeah, um, this is probably his most. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, oh, anyway. he passed away in two thousand one. Yeah, he did right after he made the fourth the Three Ninjas movie. Um, Whoa, he was in Tremors. Yeah, I told you that. Yeah, okay. This is the stuff that you should be, you know, getting ready on your own. That's what I'm telling you right now. Yeah. So anyway, like, um, but what's funny about right from the beginning, there's like, he comes in and does a flip to surprise them. And what's apparent through the entire movie is that, I mean, yeah, obviously he has a stuntman, right? But the stuntman is (laughs) very physically different, I would say, than Victor Wong. Yeah, it's like a 19-year-old white guy. Yeah. (laughs) Is what it feels like. Yeah, and there's a couple shots later on where the stunt guy very clearly has a pillow on his tummy area to kind of, like, simulate Victor Wong's uh, body type. And it's just, like, a cushion that someone pulled out of, like, an RV trailer. It is very obviously a cushion from an RV trailer that's just sitting under (laughs) his dojo outfit. And, yeah, no. But, I mean, that goes on through the whole movie because, really, the grandpa is the one who is involved in all the major, like, legitimate fights. Uh, So we're getting a lot of the stuntman's work in the movie um, right off the bat. So they have different names so it's the end of the summer they sit down they're having a names ceremony day of names right oh god tell i don't even want to go through this movie <laughs> we so, have to because it's so to. fascinating right innocent so i just want to talk to you about the names that they come up with oh, do we so, have to samuel the oldest samuel is rocky strong and solid and cool as granite rock <laughs> rocky you're enjoying this way too much <laughs> jeffrey fast and a free spirit of a young wild horse Colt. Colt. I think they even called him, like, in the inter- like, there was some other version where they called him Mustang uh, internationally or something like which we have to talk about, because there's a whole... Do we? Yes, there's a whole fascinating thing about this movie. And then the third kid, Michael, right? The youngest kid. Your energy begins and ends with your tummy. So we're going to call you Tum-Tum. And he's cool, with, and they're good with his name. They're, they're good with all these names. They're just like, yes. Oh, they're not just good are, with him. Oh, they they love fucking it. love oh, them. They love it so much. They now insist on only being called oh, yeah. by Which, these names. Oh, oh. Again, you're just getting way too far ahead of yourself. <laughs> oh, but I don't want to be up all night. <laughs> okay, so before that, <laughs> so we'll get to that, but we, we cut away. I'm going to go take a nap. I'll be back in about 20 no, minutes. We, we're going to talk about your favorite guy, though, right now. We get a cutaway, we're going to meet the villain of the movie, right? And we got to follow the FBI. The FBI is the dad, the, the three kids' dad is in the FBI, and we witness him on a sting to try to collect this bad guy. The bad oh, guy's name... Collect the bad guy? Yeah, collect well, I like that phrase. Well, I think it's a good phrase for the level <laughs> of... Collect the bad well, guy. Well, for the level of fbi we're seeing on display in this movie, F- I would say collecting yeah. is the, the okay. accurate word. Okay. Because they're not great. <laughs> I don't know who is their consultant on the FBI side. Probably nobody. Because I think they're really going off of, I don't know what, to depict the FBI going after, um, his name is Mr. Snyder. And Mr. Snyder, I believe, they, I, for, I, I, there's no proof of this, but just judging how he looks in the movie, they they obviously offered this role to Steven Seagal. Right off the bat. Because the man looks like a Steven Seagal. Got the same kind of hairstyle, slick back. Wearing the dojo, I, I, it's just they they offered it to Steven Seagal. They had to, and he said no because, of course, he did. And uh, they got this guy who is uh, probably as good of an actor, I suppose, as Steven Seagal, but he doesn't have quite the presence, I would say. I'm just gonna go ahead and put this out there, just doing a quick Google search. Yeah. You are not the only one to compare. There are several things yeah. on the internet saying Steven Seagal, clone, lookalike, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's in the Three Ninjas movie, right? Yeah. I mean, right. That's the, um, and 
what he's wearing, he's supposed to be this intimidating guy, right? He's wearing this all-white suit. <laughs> and he's got, like, a bright floral tie. And what's funny is that we have this whole sequence with the FBI, and then this, the bad guy shows up at the grandpa's house in the same outfit. So, like, we're supposed to kind of insinuate that, like, this big, giant FBI sting happens, and he's like, you know what? Either he's like, we gotta go down and talk to this uh, my former partner right now while I'm still in the suit, or... He got up the next morning and put on that same suit with that same tie. Either way, it's a fascinating choice. Just a fascinating choice of 90s uh, clothing. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. So then, but before we leave that, the best part of it is, like, they. I mean, they, they went and shot outside for this uh, scene. They're on a rooftop. There's a helicopter. They had to pay for a helicopter. And they even have a line by the Mr. Snyder who's like, oh, I'd love to stay in trap, but uh, I've got to fly. And then the helicopter shows up. That's the level of dialogue we're at here. But then your favorite guy, we went back and we watched this guy a couple times. Uh, the dad's partner, FBI partner, comes on the roof. And maybe you can describe to me what you perceived happened to uh, this uh, this expert FBI agent as he got on gets onto the, the roof. Uh-uh. Yeah, you gotta do it. I am not... It's more of a visual thing, so I don't have the words to describe it. You just gotta... Are you on a podcast? Yes. And I'm also very tired. It is past 11 o'clock. Why are you recording then? To get it done. So it can be over with. But the guy, you're really, you're just He's very white. He's a very white guy. He's a black guy. No, we're talking about the FBI guy. He comes out first. Oh, and then his black partner. Yes, that guy. Who's the best guy in the movie. Right? Is the best guy in the movie. Well, first the white guy, the dad white guy. <laughs> yes. He's uh, trying to shoot at the... The helicopter. The helicopter. And he's not handling a gun. Like, it looks like the gun is, um, like, one ounce. Very you know, light. you can tell it's like a prop gun. It's not, like, weighted. I feel like they... The, the a prop bad guys, prop gun. Yeah, the prop guys nowadays are much better at making things look I think they were probably good then, too. There's not for this movie. <laughs> you know, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, And so then his partner comes, and he's... Gets his gun out, or his, his gun, gun is, is out. out. He's his like kind of drawing it. And it's basically like his arm is a wet noodle. Yeah. Just <laughs> flopping around. Because his, his jacket, right. he's got a suit jacket on. Yeah. It's closed. He's got it buttoned. Yeah. But then he's, because he's got, this is the problem, he's got dialogue to say. He's but he's supposed talk. to be doing something at the same time. Yes. He's trying to put the gun back in his holster. But his button is closing up his jacket. Uh-huh. So he's really struggling <laughs> to get really it in the pocket. And then he grabs the gun by the barrel. By the barrel. <laughs> and he's just like, let me try to get it in this. Uh, and he like unbuttons the, uh, oh man. Um, It looked like my four-year-old was handling that gun. How do you know what that looks like? <laughs> because it would be someone who has no control, one, over their body. Or knows what a gun is. Two, knows what a gun <laughs> right. is, what direction it should right. be pointing, nope. how to holster nope. it. They don't, never done Any it of the above. Never did, they never did any of those things before this scene. And then what's great is that they decided that they shot it, and they're like, on a roof, we paid for the helicopter. What, they don't even need the helicopter for this shot, but they're like... Yeah, no, that looked realistic enough. Let's just move on. Looks fucking good enough. Let's keep moving. <laughs> it's like, nobody cares about this part of the movie anyway. Let's get back to the kids. I thought I was just very tired, but I did make you rewind so that I could watch that again. Yeah. I was like, what just happened? He's like flinging his gun around. I have a note about it. So there's another scene where he does something equally weird. Well, I'll have to scroll down into my notes. But but anyway, like, so the bad guy, he, he's mad about the sting. He goes and he's old business partners with Gra- the grandpa, so he goes and pays grandpa and the kids a visit on the last day of their uh, their thing. And, and this is kind of where the first real sense of, of the rating and what happened to this movie is apparent. Because when they made the movie, 
they made it att- intentionally, apparently, to be... I, get, I mean, the script is still the script, but it's supposed to be a little bit more, like, serious and, and violent, and they're supposed to be doing nin- real ninja things, and, and they do some of that. Um, but So Disney acquired it, and they said, <laughs> no, we can't. This is too too violent. We can't do this. So they... They tried to tone it down, bring a PG. There is an international cut of this movie. Apparently it was on Hulu previously. I didn't think I've seen that one. It's not much longer. Um, but this is the version that is the, the American version. And it what there's some interesting... You heard it on the video. If you were able to hear that, there's dings and dongs and boops Sound and effects. pops and rings and dunk. Yeah. Um, as they're... Fighting things. ninjas, the the bad guys ninjas. They're not like natural fighting sounds. It's not like, no. it's like we're doing cartoon pratfall noises, clown noises, right? Clown noises. circus noises. Yeah, to kind of just like deflate the tension. Apparently, like kind of yeah. And then like even Tum Tum's using like salad tongs and this whole thing, and they're just like, oh, I poked him in the butt. That's gonna knock him down, right? Like and like there's these. You pointed this out, I think. Like, there's there's these, like, planter, there's planters hanging from tree limbs. Hanging from a freaking tree. Who like, hangs several of planters them. from tree limbs? At a convenient level to whack a bad guy at, and, too. And, and swing and, on. Like, basically, if you're an adult, they're hanging down at stomach level. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're at the stomach level. Like, what the they're, hell? They're only there for a child to hop on and swing on, but they're yeah, plants. And to fling at, a, you know, an opponent. Yeah, and, uh, you know... I mean, that pretty much gives you the, the, the stakes and what we're doing here. Um, what I did appreciate in that scene that we're talking about, it's like the, these bad ninjas show up at Grandpa's house, mm-hmm. right? They've been training, and, yeah. and then these this Grandpa's old friend, Snyder. Mm-hmm. Hey, I wonder Steven who Seagal. trained this Steven Seagal character. By golly, it was <laughs> Grandpa and he, Ninja. And he wants, Snyder wants him to train his ninja, because mm-hmm. clearly they're getting beaten up by mm-hmm. ch- children. Yeah, so all these ninjas come out, but my favorite part... Uh, I think maybe the whole movie uh-huh. is because you don't see this in movies nowadays, mm-hmm. where the grandpa just goes, "Shut up!" Oh kids. yeah, he goes, I wrote this he down. Goes, he goes, "Shut up! Act like ninjas, not babies." Yeah, he says, "Act like ninjas, not babies." I wrote that down because it's oh, yeah. so like what? it's fantastic. More movies, not like little babies. Yeah, more movies need to tell kids to shut up. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> And these kids need shutting up. These kids need shutting up. Don't you think? They're yes. They're little asshole yeah, kids. Yeah. They're we're, the next the next stuff. They're they're just they're little shits. Yes. And I kind of want them to get beat up more, but a little bit because he's because but Grandpa's like I teach ninja not murder. Like so now we've learned that like Grandpa's been involved with some shady shit in the some past. Some real shit. And that's part of the like stuff. the plot line later that gets completely dropped. We're like, oh, Grandpa is Grandpa a bad guy? Oh, he is, and they they doubt him, but then like it that doesn't come to anything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they leave and they go home, right? So this is where <laughs> this is where these little turds are real turds. They're it, real turds. I, I, you're supposed to side with them because their dad is absent, right? He's he he's there, but he's kind of on the phone. He's talking to his buddy that can't holster a gun, and uh, you know he's busy. I get that. He's, he's, he needs to be more attentive. The kids have been gone all summer. I get that too. But these kids are shits, right? They're coming in. And they're like, first of all, yeah, this is—he's mad because he's like, "Hey, Dad, what's this?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, Jeffrey, what about that?" He's like, "My name's not Jeff, Dad. It's Colt." And he's it's super Colt. mad. He's like, he's, he's basically like, "Fuck you, Dad, for not calling me by my new ninja name." How would he know his name? He just got it yesterday. Yes. Like he didn't call ahead. Like, oh, by the way, we're calling the kids Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum now. Um, I also thought it was weird when the dad was like, 
Don't forget to kiss your mother hello, Jeffrey. <laughs> well, they are dicks to their mother, though. They barely say hi to her. They're so mad about Dad not paying attention to him, and Mom's there, and they're just like, whatever, Mom. Hey, I guess it's okay to be here, you. Um, please don't remind my preteen teenage boys to kiss me hello. I, I won't. I won't do that. What uh, the Dad should have said is, kids, don't be freaking assholes to your mom. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding, because they're just like, they're rude, and she does, like, they do it the next morning, we're like, okay, it's time to go to school, and she's, they're just like, fuck you, mom, they don't say fuck you, but... They're sassy, they're and sassy. they're super they're rude, yeah. and they say shut up to each other a lot. They do say shut up. Well, they, their grandpa tells them to shut up, so of course they're going to tell them. I mean, they're, they're just like, the li- they're rude little kids. Their shit's as evidence, and then, the, yeah, I have a real, I have a big beef about mm-hmm. these kids later. This was the point in the movie where I just wrote, oh my god, this is so bad, make it stop, so I don't really have any Well, there's less ninja commentary. stuff going on in this middle section, which I think is problematic. I, I like the ninja stuff more than I like you the... You like the ninja stuff, do you? I don't I like, like the elementary school dynamic, like, that's less interesting to me, but... Um, they're like middle school. So, I mean, okay, so... Whatever. The bad guy, like he says, we need to get... How are we going to get Grandpa to do our uh, bidding? Like, oh, we'll kidnap those kids. Why do they need the Grandpa? Because they want him to train the ninjas. Oh, because the secret ninja so training is they've the key got this to whole, all he's got a whole army criminal activity. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, no. And also because the dad is on their tail and he wants them to get off their back. Oh, that's the reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to Grandpa because Grandpa's the dad. The, the, like, the yeah. father-in-law. Right. Son-in-law. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he wants Grandpa's, his office back. Grandpa's son-in-law is the FBI yeah. agent. So they're just trying to get him to, to not yeah. do that. So then the bad guy's like, we need to kidnap these kids. But we can't look. We can't have our, our ninja guys do it because we don't want to be identified. They're watching us like flies. I'm like, which I'm just like, they're all wearing masks. Like, nobody knows who half these guys are. You could. Like, we need outside guys. And then there's this lawyer character who's just, like, a lawyer character. Uh, just, you know, super nerdy or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I know my, my sister's kid. He he could do it. I'm just like, why would you implicate your sister's mm-hmm. kid in some kind of, like, uh, like felony kidnapping, for yes. one? But, uh, yeah, so then, like, we are introduced to these guys. And this is where, like, the Wayne's World Ninja Turtles, like, surfer dude thing comes in. Because we've got three bonehead... Young guys, I couldn't even remember these guys' names. They have ridiculous names. And they're just, they're stealing from a convenience store. They're like, yeah, dude. Oh, totally awesome, bro. Oh, thank you, my good man. Like, it's just um, more than, like, animated, like, old cartoon series Michelangelo. It's way more, it's way worse than that. It's awful. (laughs) It is so incredibly painful to watch. It is, it it really is. (laughs) Why was it written? Why was it cast? Why was it directed? Those three characters are the freaking worst. Because we have to hate them and be annoyed by them so much that they get beat no, up by the kids. No, it's not like that you even hate them. It's just that like they're so annoying. And it's also set up to be like, here are these comic characters. that this is You know how you liked Harry and Marv in the Home Alone movies? They're kind of funny together, right? Well, they're not funny in the same way. But like... You know, it's Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, and there's a comic dynamic yes, there. Yes, they're fine. I love... That's great. Right. I mean, but I mean, there's an intention there, whereas these guys are like, well, let's make these guys funny and surfer dudes, man. And, uh, yeah, oh, man. It, it is painful. This is kind of the rough stretch of the movie, where any time where these guys are on screen... Um, and they, they, they kind of linger around longer than... They, like, I only really remember them from, like, the actual kidnapping scene, but they, they kind of show up, and they're kind of, like, following them around, and... Oh, yeah, so... They go to school, right? They're riding their bikes. Rocky has got a girlfriend named Emily. And Emily is a, a perfectly charming 
young girl with her very strange looking bangs. Hey, circa that's my 1992. Comment. Great bangs, Emily. Yeah, she's oh man, they're they're some strong bangs. She's got some strong bang bangs. Bangs were banging in the nineties. Oh man, yeah, and she's just uh, she's on board with calling him Rocky Colton Tum Tum. Oh, she's right off the like, Hey, Rocky. Oh yeah, she's Ooh. like, oh yeah, this is pretty good, right? So they're riding their bikes to school, and the three boys. They're just showboating all over the place. They're they're knocking over trash cans and they're riding through the construction site and they leave poor Emily. I do not remember the scene at all. I think I went They're to doing bathroom. jumps and the the guys in the van are watching like, oh cool, bro, they're doing jumps on their bikes, man. And Emily, poor Emily, is just like left behind, like, hey guys, wake up, wait up for me, right? They're being huge dicks. And then, like, Rocky's like, Oh man, where'd Emily go? And like they're like, who cares? She's slow. And they just keep going on, and then sure enough, Emily. Gets your bike stolen by a group of bullies. Those are the same bullies that ended up at the bike at the basketball game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like these kids are jerks, man. Emily, you need to dump Rocky. Emily, you deserve better. She does deserve better. I don't think Rocky respects her. Obviously, they have a little uh, at their house. They they have a, a tin like one of those uh, can a phone. They put the can up to their ear. You know, and talk. you like get two cans. Yeah. You put a string in between because they're neighbors. Yep. So one that factors yep. into the plot for no reason really, but. Um, yeah. Did anyone ever have that? Or I think it's just is this the thing. only movie I've seen it in? Because I feel like it's not. Because we just gave like our kids like a couple of like cheapy walkie talkies, and, and those, they were shitty. They, they barely did not work. work at all. So how is the can thing working? I don't know. I've never done it. Maybe so. it works better. Maybe, Maybe we should experiment with it. I remember trying it as a kid, but anyway, did they do it in some other popular movie? Yeah, I, I want to say it's like in like. Um, not the Sandlot, but, like, maybe it's in, like, a Little Rascals thing, too, maybe? It might be something like that. I, I don't know. But it's funny because their whole rest of their room is decked out. They've got, you know, they're playing Mario on a TV, their own TV. They've got a, a light warning system. Somehow they've got a motion sensor in their hallway to alert them when the mom's coming. There's red light that flashes in their room. Mm-hmm. So they've got all this technology, and then they don't they don't get an extra phone line, though. It's kind of disappointing for them, I would mm-hmm. imagine, especially with Rocky with a girlfriend. Um, and then they get to to school and this is when like the bullies like Emily's told Rocky that like oh I lost my bike and so the the bullies are there playing basketball and they're like oh we'll play play a basketball for Emily's bike or whatever and we get so it's not Tum 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 Tum's at elementary school these kids are at middle school I don't know who cares they gotta be next to each other because they're riding their bikes the whole time oh my god but um Rocky and Colt play these two very tall bullies in a game of two on two and they they oddly spot the bad the, the bad kids nine a ten point game. They spot them nine points and give them the ball. That's just stupid. Like those were their parameters. Why would you give that? Why would you give them such a lead? Because even like a lucky shot and you're done. You're losing your bikes. I found that very weird. Like they're so confident in their skills. And of course we learn that they're just able to fly. Rocky can li- go up in the air and just stuff any shot. Yeah. Every shot is stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, okay, the other question I have is, and I, I would love an answer to this, is that when you score the point, do they get the ball back immediately to keep playing? Is that like the rule they're playing? Like you score, you keep the ball, and you get to take it out again? Or do you have to give the ball up? Because you're telling me that they've like blocked their, all their shots and they didn't even get one shot off where they could have possibly scored a point. Or do they just keep getting the ball and they get to just keep it and go? That I want to know. Because I think it matters to like whether or not like they were that confident. I just find that level of confidence to be a little... This is more. This is just playing in my theory that they're kind of dicks. And they're just a little overconfident. I kind of want them to lose the, the basketball game. And incidentally, I'm told that in the international version, they mm-hmm. do lose that basketball game. Like, there's As no... As they should. And they end up getting their bikes back later. But they lose the game because 
they deserve to lose. They're shitheads, and they lost the bike. I mean, yes, they shouldn't take her bike, but they were being shit. Like, they are being shit to her, right? And then also, this is also the part of the movie where there is uh, Rocky doing the Air Jordan free-throw line jump and slam dunk. This is a child playing on a seemingly regulation or a close-to-regulation-sized basketball hoop. He takes off from the free-throw line. There's a scene of all these kids watching him up in the sky, crossing over and dunking the ball. And then Emily gives out the best thumbs up in cinematic history. Oh, yeah, your favorite. I believe it's like this double pump, like where she pulls her arm back, pulls her arm forward, and then kind of bounces it with a smile, with those bangs over her smile. It's a great uh, sequence, but I mean, even as a kid, I knew this scene was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, this person writes it up on uprocks.com, and I just got to it really quickly. Yes. Dot to dot, and proceeds to dunk the ball with two hands, exclamation point. As a reminder, Rocky is like a 14-year-old. No one can do this. No. At his peak, Michael Jordan did a foul line dunk with one hand. Yet here, in this sleepy suburb, some white <laughs> junior high student yep. is doing NBA Jam-style dunks mm-hmm. on the playground while wearing jeans. NBA... <laughs> NBA Jam is good, because this is what the level we're talking about. We're talking, like, it, it might as well be a flip in the air, 15 feet over the hoop with fi- with the ball on fire, for all I care. That's how ridiculous this is. This is more ridiculous. This dunk is more ridiculous than the entirety of Airbud, a, a, a movie in which a dog plays basketball on a, a boy's basketball team and is good at it and, like, makes the team better. That movie is more believable. Their basketball scenes in Airbud are more believable because... That dog could actually shoot baskets, at least. That dog was amazing. Yeah, it was a skilled dog. I don't know about those dogs later on that were playing football and all that, but that first one, that dog could make baskets. <laughs> oh, man. You should go on the internet, friends, and just Google Three Ninjas Basketball Game Breakdown, because I'm going to show you. Yeah. There's a get up early in one scene under the and he's got a red shirt on, yeah. and he's just doing a dance like, yeah. yeah. He's excited about the game because it's like Did the, you see that? the music is. Uh, yeah, of course I know that. And he's kid. like, yeah. Oh, that yeah. kid is awesome. He's super excited because it's the music on the background is like, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's fantastic. It, it is something that doesn't belong in any movie, and yet here it is. <laughs> There's another freeze frame. Uh-huh. Where Rocky's flying through the air, yeah. displaying what appears to be a 50-inch vertical leap. Oh, yeah. He's literally, like, <laughs> it's it's something that you would see in, I would equate it to, like, when you go to, like, see a play of Peter Pan, and yes. Peter Pan gets hoisted up with the strings, and the legs are kind of just dangling under you. And you're, like, going up, but you have to, like, kind of pretend that you're floating even though this rope is, like, pulling you upright. That's oh, what yeah. it looks like. That's amazing. <laughs> and he's in jeans. While wearing jeans. Yeah. Best line I've heard in a while. Yeah. Kudos to this person. And so this is, this is three ninjas. And because they're ninja, I think, is the, what we're, we're told. Yes. Why they're so good at basketball. And as this writer says, because apparently three ninjas, or ninjas means fucking magic. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They're magical. <laughs> but really, it's only this scene. They're never, like, um... They're never that good at... I mean, they're they're competent ninja artists, but they're never, like... They're not flying through the air. It's almost... I, it, I mean, it's something else. I, <laughs> it's so bad. That thumbs up, though, by Emily. Oh, you love that thumbs up. I could watch that every day of my life. And yeah, we need to get enough. that in a gif. I, I'm surprised. I think I looked, and I didn't, uh, I didn't see it, but... 
It should be a, a thing that you should be able to have on your Instagram or your Facebook that you can just put in anything that you approve of mm-hmm. on the internet to put Emily uh, doing her thumbs up mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the basketball mm-hmm. game. If anyone wants to make us that GIF and send it our way, who are you great. talking to? You can uh, <laughs> send those amazing inquiries over to uh, us. You're talking directly. To, yeah, you just, just check out our uh, the email address oh, on uh, <laughs> oldmillennialsremember.com uh-huh. on our contact us page. Yeah. Feel free to send us a uh, you know that GIF. We'll we'll be happy to share it with the is world. It a GIF or is it a GIF? It's either. Oh, okay. Which do you like to say? I probably go between the two because I'm always just like, what should I say, GIF or GIF? I'm pretty certain almost everyone I talk to that's an old millennial goes GIF or GIF, whichever you say. No one ever just commits to it. I've committed. It's GIF for me. And isn't there a thing about like people thinking there's GIF peanut butter, but it's really Jiffy? Or is that Skippy and is GIF the peanut butter? Is Jiffy it? is not a real peanut butter. GIF is the peanut butter. Jiffy is not. Skippy is peanut butter. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, we got a little <laughs> sidetracked there. What were we talking about? Three inches, the best basketball scene in history. Okay. okay. Uh, the basketball scene. Oh. I mean, if I'm being honest, <laughs> the movie kind of goes downhill from this point. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we get to so, and then we so what happened? What closes out the second act is a very lengthy sequence of these three surfer dudes trying to kidnap oh. them out of the house. And if you thought that Home Alone and even Home Alone Two and even Home Alone Three were too slapstick for your comedic taste, then you have never seen Three Ninjas, because we are talking about just some of the goofiest things. Oh, I did not like it. It is, like, they, first of all, they have a they have a babysitter who's an old woman that the guy's, like, she answers the door stupidly thinking they're, like, a pizza delivery guy. They stuff her in the face with the pizza. Oh, it's painful. The kid sees it from the hallway and is like, I got good news and bad news. The good news is the pizza guy just smashed the babysitter in the face with pizza. They're like, Awesome! And then, like, the bad news is, they've got guns. And it's like, oh, no. Like, it wasn't enough that, like, some guys came in and, like, physically attacked the the, the babysitter. Now they're coming in. But, yeah, so then they hatch a plan. They have that ear, they have that canned phone to call Emily, who they were just talking to. There's no phone in here, but they've got the canned thing. They're Mm -hmm. like, we should tell Emily what's going on. Like, no, we should, this is going to convince our dad that we can keep training with Grandpa if we take out these armed bad guys ourselves. Which is, listen, this is a terrible message to put in a kid's movie. Never fight. I mean, and Home Alone does this too. But don't, you don't ever fight off the the bad guys. Mm-mm. You just call the police. You just call You get on your little can phone and you call the police. But instead they uh, put on their little ninja masks and their ninja robes. These are not the appropriate terms, I'm thinking. We're probably going to get, if anybody again was listening, they'd probably be like ninja, ninja robes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And they go and they do a series of just escalating dopey attacks, including locking Colt into, like, the unfinished room. Yes. In which they, like, lock him in there with him. Like, what if that doesn't go well? You've locked him in with the... I mean, these guys are inept, but, you know, they still could fire a shot off if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Lock him in there. At one point, they stop, and they have time to, like, give one of the bad guys, like, some diarrhea medicine so they can... So he has to go to the bathroom a bunch? Both of them. Mm-hmm. Two of them. Oh, two of them. That's right. Oh, my gosh. They have time to do this. They fill up, like, a movie theater-sized cup 
from the pizza. The pizza literally oh, yeah. came a soda. They dump a whole bunch of laxative in there. Yeah. And then the little kid comes in and he's like, oh, this soda's so good. And then, the, <laughs> and then the kidnapping server dudes are like, hey, give that to me. I want a drink. <laughs> and then they're like chugging. Oh, because they had they had thrown like pepper spray, pepper, pepper balls pepper at them or something. Right? thingies yeah. at them. Oh, so they chug that. Oh, God. So bad. And then we have a diarrhea scene where they're just like on the toilet having diarrhea. Do they attack someone with a plunger? Is that a memory that I have? I don't remember that one. <laughs> it just goes on and on. I think this is half the movie, just with these uh, these guys in the room. It's a long stretch. Yeah, it's it's so much. And so then at the end of this, the lawyer who is told to not use any outside guys, like he, there's an offhand remark where he's on the phone, like, fine, get use some of our guys to back them up if you have to. But get them. So then, after all of this, they just have the the giant sidekick, uh, like um, odd job looking guy. Uh, I there, get that name for you, sir. Well, it's like um, you know, he's the henchman number one, right? And like a group of ninjas that are just there. Like, all right, well, you guys are terrible idiots. Like, we're just gonna take you now, and that's it. They get kidnapped, and like we're just like, what was all this for? <laughs> we just watched the slapstick sequels because Home Alone was popular. And keep in mind, this came out, oh, it was 92, 92 was um, Home Alone, what, what year was Home Alone 2 lost in New York? Was that 91 or 92? I'm not even going to look that up. Well, I'm just curious because we're we're at a point where we've already had, like, maybe two Home Alone movies come out, and we're, we're doing this whole, like, robber's slapstick thing. Like, this is, like, the third time we're doing it in popular culture, like, a popular movie. Like, maybe it was one time too many is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they take them, and then we get, uh, you know, <laughs> and this is the point where, oh man, I guess we bet the FBI, who, by the way, knows where they are. They're on that boat. Oh, where'd they go? Well, they're at that boat down by the pier. Great. Let's go take the entire FBI and get them. Nah. Let's let Grandpa, who just showed up from the shadows in his ninja robes, go after them. He's like, give me one hour. I know Snyder. I'll get him. And, uh... Yeah. Oh, didn't wasn't this the part where you were like saying like uh, you were fascinated by the level of uh, the dad was like I know we both love those kids. Um. <laughs> yes. Tell me what he does because it it's pretty amazing. Well, the dad says that he says like he's, I know we both they're having a heart to heart. Yep. About the grandpa going in and trying to butt in and go and th- save the kids. And this is not he's not. That's not his son, Grandpa's. This that's his son is his son-in-law. Son-in-law, his son-in-law, right? Yeah. And so the white son-in-law is like, I know we both love these kids. And then they shoot to they pan over to the, <laughs> they cut to Grandpa. Cut to yeah. And Grandpa gives a sideways glass, and Side I swear, eye. if you read body language, he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I guess I love my daughter, and they sends me, and she sends me. No, we both these really kids. care about these kids. So you dump them on me every summer. Like, what am I supposed to do? He's I like, only know how to train ninja. F- these kids are fucking kids annoying. Are, you guys know they're shits. Like, you give them to me all summer because you don't want to spend time with them. Yeah. He's like side eye. One hour. Yeah. So is there a theory where like Grandpa's like uh, like he wants an hour just so he'd be like, ah, let's just see what happens to these kids. Maybe they'll kill them off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. Then he, I guess he shows up later in other movies. So maybe it just falls apart. Excuse me, I'm just getting some more tea. <laughs> I don't know where that noise was. So then, you know, we get this uh, lengthy sequence on a boat. Again, it made me think of Under Siege, Steven Seagal. I kept thinking, like, of Steven Seagal in this movie. Because they're on, like, a like a ship. And so that's what I'm thinking. And the kids, um, they, they have a several ninja fights. Including one um, in which they've got the jump on some ninjas. 
and they yell out Aya before jumping. Then they jump out of the shadows. Like they're announcing themselves when they have the element of surprise. They're real bad ninjas. They're awful. Ninjas are supposed to do it in silence. You're supposed to, if they were real ninjas, they Aya. No. <laughs> They wouldn't be able to get, they would not, they could just get out, if they were good ninjas, they could just get out of the building. No problem, no questions asked. They're out. Five minutes, we're done. See you mm-hmm, later. Mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. they've got to fight all these guys, and we have all these sequences. They're shooting hot steam at somebody. There's a big, a big bad villain guy who was uh, apparently a trainer on the film where they have like a big old fight with him. Um, God, it's just... Uh, the, the, there was a big trailer line that was in the trailer for this is like when you were a kid you you heard this line in the, the trailer and you're like I gotta go see the movie like they get surrounded and like we should run one says one kid we should hide says the other kid and like we should kick their butts <gasps> and you're like oh yeah. yeah here's a movie where some kids are gonna kick some butts yeah and uh yeah it, it's uh it's I mean it's bad <laughs> grandpa shows up uh, Grandpa says, "Like I'll fight you, Snyder. Will you? I beat you. Uh, the kids go free, and uh, you know. Oh, they got to do the light up the eyes thing. So they they did the light up the eyes training at the beginning. Big odd job henchman comes in. Grandpa shows up. They say, uh, "Oh, light up the eyes, boys. Light up the eyes." And so that's how they take out the big guy. They basically just now when they say light up the eyes, like the spot where you're supposed to hit someone to cause the pain or get them to go down. And it, and it's a lot of places you'd expect your neck, your face, your under your armpit, I guess. But, like, the only one that seems real effective in this is they just keep hitting him in the in the nuts. In the groin. <laughs> I- including one where they, they pick up Tum Tum, Colt and Rocky, and they proceed to try to battering ram the guy in his in his penis with Tum Tum's head, which I'm pretty sure would probably snap, I mean, Tum Tum's neck. Wouldn't you say? Light up the eyes, boys. Let's light this dude up. <laughs> so bad. And then they ram Tum Tum in with his head. Oh yeah, so they pick him up. Yeah, I just said this. <laughs> um, how would that not break his neck? I just said this. Yes, it would. It would, it would likely kill. That guy is huge. He's humongous. He's odd job. He is um, Professor Tanuka. He was a WW guy. Okay, that makes sense. Big guy. Um, he was born in 1930, so he was, he was an older 62 guy. Yeah, when I mean, you could tell out. he was older, but he was still a mat. I mean, he was huge, big, yeah. big, scary looking guy. He passed guy. away in in uh, 2000. Gotcha. He was, in, he was in quite a bit, of, quite a few things. And then you know, after this, you do get um, a pretty like not a bad fight scene between uh, Steven Seagal lookalike and Grandpa's stunt double. Because he has his mat, like he's pretty much got the cover on his face the whole time, and it's all shot wide. But because of that, like you get to see some, uh, you know, decent uh, fight choreography here with a man with a pillow under his gut uh, fighting off. They have some sword play. They throw some pepper at each other. It's a real fight. He nearly they throw pepper at each well, other? he throws it at him, and he gets uh, grandpa gets knocked oh, down, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, yeah. they do the. They have to gotta go in there and be like, oh, four strands of rope can't be broken or whatever. Like they tell that story, even though it's always grandpa fighting by themselves by himself, or the three ninjas fighting by themselves. There's never a fight in the movie where there's four strands of rope. I'm just saying, like, it should, it should fray every time. They none, they don't ever fight together. It's just Grandpa, one strand, or the three ninjas, three strands, not four strands. Oh. I'm just saying, it's lazy writing. Can you believe there's lazy writing. writing in this movie? What? Um, yeah, I mean, there's some stuff where the kids thought he was bad because it was, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's stupid. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> 
And then uh, they get them. But since they have this whole fight, right? And all the... By the way, all the ninjas have big machine guns now at this point. They're like, well, we're not... We're done getting beat up by kids. And so he... Grandpa beats Snyder in a fight. And he's on the ground. They're like, oh, yay, we did it, boys. They all, like, group hug. And as one would expect, like, the bad guys are all just like, yeah, okay, I guess you won. Let me grab my machine gun and kill you now. Mm -hmm. Which is what he does. He reaches for a gun. And this is when... Dad and the FBI are just uh, sitting on top, and they're just like, all right, everybody hold it. <laughs> like, so, I mean, in the end of the day, Grandpa and these three ninjas did nothing. Like, they just delayed a sting <clears throat> on this guy's boat. Oh, yeah, they accomplished nothing. No, nothing. And then they're like, oh, they're the heroes of the day or whatever. They did nothing. The FBI showed up and, and arrested everybody. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. They would have been shot dead. And, and anyway, they give up. Honestly, they probably could have had a pretty good fight on their hands because they had a lot of ninjas and a lot of machine guns. And, like, we already saw how the FBI handles their weaponry. Like, they probably, a lot of those guys could have probably gotten away. For sure. If they just had open fire a little bit. I mean, I know that the FBI had an aerial advantage, but, like, it's a, you know, there's nooks and crannies in that ship. They could have gotten away. Not trying to encourage bad behavior, but, uh, you know, we're lucky it ended this way. And then we have a song about uh, three ninjas and kid power at the end to close out the movie, where it's uh, oh we should can you find that clip? It's pretty great. Which clip? It's the the, the end song of the movie. It's oh, called Kid buddy. Power. Oh, buddy! It's by uh, um, Will Rock, and it's mostly just like a song where it's like power of the kids, and then a lot of ayahs in it, which is you know I mean it's pretty representative of the movie really. It's. From this moment on, my brothers and I knew that we had truly become ninjas. Yeah, especially when I clobbered five guys all by myself. You didn't clobber five guys. I didn't guys. Didn't you didn't clobber five guys. 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 You didn't clobber five Where's the Aya? Come on. Wow. It's a short song and yet it's drawn out. I'm going for mine every time you see me. Laugh at you, me bad, but you can't defeat me. I believe in myself, that's why you can't fade this. With a full logical, fully awesome arrangement. Prepare for any situation. Be it good, bad, or even petty application. Hanging out of school, trying to gain a reputation. Okay, yeah, I can't no, even wait, listen anymore. It's the Aya. And it's on the over the eye yeah, part. Listen to it all day. Okay, we gotta stop. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. All day. That was painful. Not just for you, but and for that's, me uh, as that's well. That's three ninjas. Now, I, I'm gonna say there's a. I, I'm gonna warn everybody that uh, there's a pretty significant quality drop off between Three Ninjas and Three Ninjas Strike Back. Oh my I, God! What? <laughs> I would not recommend. The I would sequels. not recommend this movie. <laughs> I would not recommend watching uh, the sequels, uh, especially. So High Noon at Mega Mountain is like the fourth one. That's the one with Hulk Hogan, and that is uh, like it's an amusement park movie. It's very strange. So you wouldn't watch this. Um, do you think that I'm a and the people that enjoyed this as a kid are were probably influenced in a in a bad way as in childhood? Where we are we dumber? Are we, are we less successful because we watched this movie? Yes. <laughs> Great. And racist. How is the movie racist? 
<laughs> I mean, other than, like, the utter whiteification of everything other than Grandpa. Is the mom supposed to be, like... Keep up. She's half Japanese because her mom was white. Uh-huh. They made that real clear. She looks super white. And she got super white 1992 haircut. Well, my brother and sister are half Japanese and half white. Look more uh, Japanese than this girl does. That's true. Emily looks more Japanese than that mom. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's part of the thing about being a, a, you know, mixed race. You can look really white even though you're not. That's fine. It's just that, you know. There's, the culture of this movie has been sap dry. Let's just say that. It's very mm-hmm. thin as I is. think that you would have been better off as a boy ha- having seen the international version where all of the violence was just legit ninja violence. And I think that we're, we're probably overstating it a little bit. I don't think that they cut out blood or anything like that. I think they just kind of like cut out some of the harder blows and added the sound mm-hmm. effects. I don't think it was like significant. like Because, mm-hmm. you know, like the... There's, I will say this, there's more ninja action in this movie than there is in Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze, which is all just, like, the turtles using sausage legs and things like that to fight. Like, there's more weapon use in this. Like, it's more violent than that. The suck, you know, that one. I mean, it's not as, not as intense as, like, the first one, but... I want to see, like, a, an R version of this today. Oh, man, that'd be so amazing. There's people out there that could do a little it, too. Hu- like, a Hunger Games level of darkness, yeah. but well, there's up. Yeah, there's, like, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. There's, like, some uh, movies that are not not ninja movies necessarily, but they're, like, kind of sci-fi-ish, or they're, like, kind of these B-movie gritty things with a kid in it, and it's kind of R, and it's meant to kind of cater to our generation mm-hmm. who grew up on these other things. I'm trying to think of There's one movie in particular I'm thinking of. I can't think of the name, but it's, like, that idea, right? Let's take something that you liked watching that was really goofy as a kid, and let's... And I, there's a danger in that, too. Let's be let's be honest. Oh, like, yeah. we can make a pretty bad movie trying to make three ninjas that way, right? But at the same time, I'd see what, would, what they could do with it. <laughs> three ninjas remake. I could see it happening. I mean, inherently, if they did a remake now, it would already be, like, automatically way more violent because we tolerate violence in our movies way more than we did even in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, we're okay with... We can put anything in a PG-13 movie. I mean, really, they could do all sorts of stuff in this. Uh, maybe instead of three brothers, it's three sisters. They could do that, but then you'd have a Ghostbusters-type revolt with the uh, the white the white the folks on the internet. threatened little white boys. We're going to get letters now, I'll tell you that. Whoa. Oh, getting so many letters! Death threats for you. Just, like, be cool, bro, to me. But, you know. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. No, that'd be cool. They could do a Three Ninjas with, with women, um, with girls. That'd be fun. I'd watch it. You know what makes me think of? Uh, what was that movie with the girl ninja? <laughs> You're going to get it for Whoa. me. Whoa. <laughs> You're going to get it for me. The girl ninja movie. What, there was a hit, fourth. Hit, hit Girl? What hit was Girl was in Kick-Ass. She was a secondary Kick-ass. character. Kick-ass. And there's a mo- there you go. There's kind of a movie where yeah. it's like a kid that's like a really violent fighter. There you and go. Even the lead is like high school kid, I suppose. Yeah. R, hard R, Nick Cage. Um, that, that was a pretty fun movie. First one. Second one, bad. I don't remember the second one, but um, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. No, so yeah, it can be done. I, I, I would watch it. They made a, a Karate Kid. The, they, when they made Stop. a fourth Karate Kid movie, they made it with Hilary Swank. It was like the next Karate Kid. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the new one with... The Smith kid. Jaden Smith? Uh, I wasn't a fan of that one. I like Jackie Chan, but... Yeah. I was just thinking, Jackie Chan could be in the Three Ninjas remake. Yeah. I... I... But Jackie Chan should be in everything until he, the end of time. Until he sure. dies, at least. Anyway. Sure. I know that he's slowing down, but... Yeah. More... Look. So, what I'm hearing you say 
is that Three Ninjas is good enough and worthy of a new franchise, a new kickstart. Everything is old is new again. Three Ninjas is coming your way. You want it. You'd see it. I think it. if you'd that came the out, I'd be like, why the fuck is this coming out? You're going to go to the theater and you're going to see it. I, I want... I, it's probably... It'd be a Netflix movie, let's be honest. <laughs> I want it to be like a real violent It though. would just be... It would go to Netflix though, right? It would, No one would go to the theater to see it. It would be on Netflix. Whatever the sh- movie I just told you. Well, that was like even that movie was even like eight or nine years ago now. Isn't that it's crazy? a whole different world now. Everything's got to just be available to us immediately, or else who cares? Especially things that are like nostalgic. Yeah, you put on Fuller House, Three Ninjas Reap. Make it a series. I was going to say, what about a TV show? Where it's just like, I, I mean, you couldn't get through 80 minutes. <laughs> Could you get through? Oh, man, my four year old son would love it. It'd probably be like a 30 minute show, but um, yeah. Can't be as bad as like that Ninjago show that LA watches. He likes Ninjago. The Ninjago movie's okay, but the Lego one. There's a Lego and yeah, I don't know. Listen, he should watch uh, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. He shouldn't be watching uh, Ninjago. What kind of parent are you? I don't know. They watch Incredibles too, and now all they're doing is like superhero and fighting. shooting villain. Not shooting I know, villains, and the, but like yeah, fighting all, villains. I mean, they're fighting villains, I guess. Yeah, but they always There's make their con- little sister be the villain. Okay. That's, that's never good. The confusing thing was, and I, I, I determined that this was evident, They, I had the Lego uh, Incredibles game on, of course, because that's awesome. Um, and uh, they were like, oh, man, that police guy's... Oh, that police guy, police officer, that's a bad guy. I was like, whoa, no, no, police officer's not a bad guy. Why are you saying I was like, well, because superheroes are illegal. I'm like, oh, yeah, the movie does. Like, they're illegal. Oh, man, you're... I was like, this, this is a scenario. confusing message for my children were too young to see Incredibles 2. <laughs> uh, yeah. We didn't let our our youngest kids see it. Um, it was our older kids, but still. Yeah. We let the five and seven-year-olds go for yeah. it. That's Disney's fault. Thanks, Disney. Sexist Pixar. All right, so to recap the show, we shared uh, what we've been watching, and then we just kind of wrapped up with a little more Incredibles 2. And so our final verdict on Three Ninjas is... Watch it a thousand times. Don't fucking waste your time. A thousand times. Put Unless it on a loop. you want to watch it and enjoy it. Put it on a loop. Best enjoyed with alcohol. Watch all of it, every second of it. Watch the thumbs up scene, the basketball scene. Go ahead scene. and just go YouTube some fun scenes from there yeah, if you I don't mean, want to commit you could to probably, a full you, you 84 could, minutes. You could probably get a good gist of this movie by watching that three minutes of Ayaz. Mm-hmm. If you could find the basketball scene. Oh, yeah. And then maybe watch the trailer. You're probably good. You're probably good. But, I mean, if you really want an experience, though, watch the whole movie a thousand times. That's right. Well, thanks for listening today. And uh, tune back into our next show in a few days where we will be talking about recently watched a Jurassic Oh yeah, we're going to do show. A, we're going to do a Jurassic Park. Okay, we're not doing Jurassic Park because that movie's perfect, but we're going to do The Lost World, the second movie, the Which Spielberg came directly out in 97. 97. And then we're also uh, we'll tie it into the new movie a little bit. Which hopefully I will have seen by then. <sighs> Who knows. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe just here's a thought. Maybe you don't need to see it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, go give us a good rating. If not, keep that shit to yourself. Keep that shit to yourself. Don't be don't be jerk. All right. I'm Angela Yoshiko. I'm Tyler and Wilson. We'll see you later. And we'll talk at you later. Thank you. Bye.